0: What's up, everybody? My name is Jordan York. I'm here with my co-partner, partner in crime, Mr. Michael Nakasho, and you're tuning in to another episode of Steelers Crazy, a sick production. Hey, Sammy, bring us in. Turn, Turn up, your your up your volume,
1: because you're about to listen to the sick, sick, podcast. The sick podcast. Steelers Crazy. Super Bowl 43, Pittsburgh might be bound for that, thanks to number 43. The Sickest Pittsburgh Steelers Podcast.
0: Sports Entertainment, like no other, it's gonna be sick. Woo, man, that intro never gets old, I'll tell you what, man, shout out to our guy Sammy. Um, So, first off, how are you? I'm good, man, have you recovered from that Steelers game? On uh, Saturday,
1: I know you were, were there waving your towel as a fan and not media. Sometimes yeah. we have to cross over a little bit. Uh, but, man, I'm surprised you have a voice.
0: Yeah, man. I'll tell you what. For the first preseason game of the year, people are usually falling asleep. There wasn't a person <laughs> asleep in that stadium. Uh, the chance of Kenny Pickett's, uh, you know, return to Akershore Stadium, I guess. I guess it is a new stadium, but, you know, still Heinz Field. Um, it's just like, it was, I couldn't explain it, man. I really, it was just like a playoff atmosphere because I just think that there's so much change as we talked about on the previous episode, um, with the Steelers and kind of to go into that, um, getting to see, you know, Mason and Mitch Trubisky for the first time, uh, they all really played stellar. Um, obviously it was with different points in the game. So they were playing against, you know, second and third strings um, some of the guys, but uh, overall, man, it was just really, really good to see. So just kind of want to get your take on the, you know, QB play and what you think about it moving, going into the uh, second game of the preseason.
1: Yeah, it was encouraging. No question about it. Trubisky was good. Anytime you score a touchdown on your first drive of his, as, uh, as a Pittsburgh Steeler uh, of the season, if you will, even though it was preseason, that's a big win, even though I, I know he came after the game and, and, Spoke to reporters and said he was a little disappointed that he didn't score in the second draft. I like that he's holding himself to that standard. Mason Rudolph, I think, was probably the worst of the three, but that doesn't mean he was bad in any form or fashion. He threw an unbelievable dime to George Pickens in the right corner of the end zone. So I was impressed with what he was able to do, especially after he fumbled that uh, first snap he took. So he played well. I'd give him a B-plus if Trubisky got an A-minus. But the guy who I think gets – And A is Kenny Pickett. I mean, could you script a better first action for Kenny Pickett in a Steelers jersey? It was like a movie script. Uh, It was Scorsese. It was James Cameron. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. The guy comes in to
0: do the chance for me. Kenny, Kenny.
1: I mean, how could you not get chills?
0: I think they interviewed him and he even said that I'm not going to lie. That was pretty cool. And he's played in that stadium his whole career. But when you're at that next level and everything that you worked for is in front of you, you kind of just probably stand out there preseason, regular season and be like, man, you know, I kind of made it. I made my dreams come true. And there's no one more deserving. You know, I got to watch Kenny at Pitt and met him numerous times throughout the years. And he really is that, Blue collar Pittsburgh guy. I know he's from New Jersey, but we claim him now. So it's just the yeah. easy guy to root for. It's just you know, how could you? I don't know, know
1: if it was the chance that inspired him. You know, I heard something really, really interesting the other day, and I and I think I agree with this uh, perspective. Somebody said that Kenny Pickett uh, is a guy that in practice might not ever blow you away. Right? He's kind of he doesn't have the rocket arm like Malik Willis. Titans quarterback, a guy that a lot of people thought the Steelers might draft this past year. He doesn't have that cannon of an arm. His mobility is not out of this world. He's not Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, of course. He throws with a like, glove on, right? So uh, obviously, uh, he, he. how many times have we heard he has small hands, uh, right? But when the game hits, he's a gamer, man. He just seems like one of those guys, like he cares about practice, but he doesn't blow you away. And the game hits and he like goes into this mentality of, yeah. of like he turns into a superhero. The, he goes from Clark Kent in practice to Batman in the game. I'm sorry, Superman in the game. I'm getting my superheroes messed up. He goes from Bruce Wayne in practice yeah. to Batman in the game. I mean, he's, he's an absolute gamer. And we saw that on Saturday night because he put together an incredible performance and a comeback victory.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a storybook ending. I mean, I know it's, again, I keep stressing that it's only preseason, but this is, you know, some of these guys, you know, they're just trying to make the 53 man roster. And uh, um, so we're going to switch it up a little bit and uh, talk about uh, a specific person here. Um, obviously um, you know, kind of with his play since the ACL injury. Um, I know who, you know, who I'm talking about, but we'll go ahead and say it Mr. Devin Bush I actually uh, watched something today on the reporters and he just uh, kind of answered the question as to is this year's, you know, the year that you kind of got to step up and he kind of shrugged it off and said it's a business. And I kind of wanted to get your take you know on that. And I, I seen that you had a tweet earlier this week that stated about, you know, I'm not going to make a whole assumption on, you know, one preseason game of Devin Bush. Let's see how it, which I totally agree. I think that he is still going to have a bounce back year. I kind of think that, you know, obviously, you know, he, he's a first round pick and he's going to get graded like that his whole career, but I still think that he has the talent to be, you know, a quality um, linebacker in this league and hopefully contribute to the Steelers this year. So I just kind of wanted to get your whole take on the Devin Bush saga going on. Mm
1: I'm glad you brought up both of those points. That was a a great setup for sure because I still feel that way about what I said. I think it was yesterday in terms of, I mean, the guy played like three preseason defensive series. Yeah, he didn't look great, but you can't judge anybody off three series. He didn't get a whole game. I'm not ready to, to bash the guy based on the first action of the season in limited action. That's an overreaction. Was he bad last year? Yeah, he was. Uh, but I don't think he was at full strength. You mentioned the ACL tear. This is his prove-it year. There's no question about it. But I think he missed the layup today. And as a professional athlete, you can't miss a layup. You as can't do Pittsburgh it. As a Pittsburgh Steeler. In, in basketball, if you miss a layup, people are going to right look at you and, and say, you're a professional you can't miss this. I probably make 99 out of 100 layups playing on the on the court in the backyard, even when it's raining. He was asked by reporters, you know, does he feel pressure? Does he feel like this is a, a prove it year? And he basically said, uh, I, I'm going to be in the NFL regardless. It's an easy answer. You say something along the lines of, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. I can control what I can control. And at the end of the day, we'll see how it plays out. He kind of scoffed at it and and yeah. you know made a remark that that was very defensive and the last year plus
0: was the most defensive thing he's done yeah Yeah, I mean, I think that he could have answered the question better. But at the end of the day, what truly matters is his play on the field. So hopefully, you know, he'll keep his head down and uh, really just try and come back stronger. Because I, 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 the Devin Bush that I've seen rookie season, I mean, you know, where is that at? That guy was, that was a special player. And uh, I think that's still in him. I don't know, I can't personally speak on what it's like to come back from an ACL injury. But um, yeah, man, I just wish him the best. And I, I really, I really do think that, you know, he is going to come, but yeah, I would have handled that a little bit different, but uh, it is what it is, man. So we're going to talk about something that I kind of paid attention to was the offensive line. Obviously we knew, we know that that was a big problem last season Um, you know, some shifts Um, Dan Moore, Jr. Man uh, didn't really, didn't really see, see much from him. Kendrick green um, again, I'm not going to make, all the assumptions off of one preseason game, especially for the offensive line, because I feel like, again, around, you know, the midpoint of the season, that's when they can really start to, you know, say, okay, did this, did this line improve? Or are we at the same point we are last year? Um, but yeah, I just didn't really see any sparks from you know them. People were getting blown off the line. Uh, yeah. You seen Mason? You know the first time he goes in there, which they shouldn't have been booing the man. Um, I'm I'm never gonna root for a Pittsburgh Steeler to fail, and I just feel that sometimes Pittsburgh can be really hard. But uh, yeah, that first play, I mean, it was like a revolving door. That just the D. Lyman just, walk, just walked. They could have just walked. Me and you, me or you could have walked through. Um, so just kind of to get that take on, you know, what what you uh, what you think uh, uh, the play was on Saturday. It looks like
1: you changed positions in one week. Last week you were a gunner on special teams, and this week you're playing defensive line, man. You must have bulked up. What have you been eating? A cheeseburger? No,
0: no maybe I'll stick to like towel back and follow the, follow the holes uh, wherever they tell me to run. But yeah, no, no, well, I won't be on any line anytime soon. Well, I guess if you
1: want to talk about offensive lines and you're going to play tailback, you're probably not going to run very far if you're playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Uh, because as you mentioned, at least last year, the offensive line was the the weak spot. I'm going to say literally, though, the same thing I said about Devin Bush. They played a few series. I'm not ready to overreact. I think the only really downside that you could take away if you look at it from this perspective is there's a lot of pressure on those guys to be better. Right. There's there's so much pressure on them because they faced a lot of negativity last season. And obviously during the offseason, they all heard the clamoring. This offensive line hasn't been good. The Steelers didn't do enough to address it. I thought they did. James Daniels did. coming over from the Bears at right guard, Mason Cole at center. So maybe it'll take some time for them to gel. But, yeah, I think it's discouraging the fact that they heard all that chatter and in their first preseason action, they weren't able to quiet that chatter. Yeah. Uh, I still think the line's gonna be much improved. And listen to this, right? They're getting a ton of negative attention for their performance. All three quarterbacks through touchdown passes. The running backs were fantastic. Anthony McFarland, I think, averaged over five yards a carry. Jay right. Warren was really good. So how can you bash them too much when the whole offense is performing pretty darn well mm-hmm. and mobility at the quarterback position I talked about it uh, last week a ton Trubisky has touchdown pass to Gunnar Olszewski uh he rolled to his left and was able to, to you know throw a dart in the back left corner of the end zone that's impressive and it's important because if you don't have the best offensive line in the league you need a mobile quarterback still didn't have one last year they have one now and that will uh, cover up a lot of holes on this O-line
0: yeah, so kind of stepping back to the offensive line. Let's talk about that running back number two. Um, you know how important that is. Uh, Jalen Warren, as you said, he did have that fumble, and I did see um, someone tweeted out that he was carrying around a football um, during camp. They said twenty-four hours, he like sleeps with it. Um, so is this this to me? That seems like running back number two. I mean, you're going to have fumbles, but the, the dude really showed spurts and, and and really had a good game aside from that fumble. Um, kind of just, you know, Benny Snell. I, I just I don't know, man. I, I really don't see. I, I would Anthony McFarlane, I, I, I'm just like I'm like at a loss for words because I really who is running back number two? I think that that's what everyone wants to know. Like, it's like this, is it still too early to make that decision? But I feel like that's something that you would want to find out because, you know, poor Najee, he's going to be getting, you know, 30 carries, if not more a game uh, at this point.
1: Man, I got bashed last week on Twitter a little bit for saying that the Steelers biggest off season gaffe was their failure to address the backup running back position. I have folks yelling at me left and right. What do you mean? Jalen Warren is at an awesome camp, and Anthony McFarlane has had an awesome camp. And I kind of was like, All right, do me a favor and name some teams that have worse backup running back situations, and nobody could name one. And then they could name a couple, somebody throughout Arizona. And, and I was like, All right, if you can name two, that means they have the third worst backup running back situation. That doesn't really make it much better. I will say this it was. Encouraging. Jalen Warren looked really good. He reminded me so much of James Conner. Yeah, it's insane. I tweeted same that number. on Saturday and I watching the game. Same number. I don't know if it was the same number. They have the same build. They're both powerful. They can both catch it out of the backfield. It creeped me out, dude. Like it really creeped me out. You went from Kenny Pickett playing with Pitt at uh formerly Heinz Field to James Connor playing with Pitt at formerly Heinz Field to Pickett and uh, James Connor clone a doppelganger of him and Jalen Warren now playing at Akershire Stadium it tripped me out a little bit man yeah. because it looked like James Conner back there with Jalen Warren which is a big compliment especially from an undrafted free agent uh, to play so well Anthony McFarlane was an alien I don't I've never seen that Anthony McFarlane my entire life he always reports on him where that he struggled to digest a playbook for his first two years which is bad I mean you're a, you're an NFL player two years in as a running back I mean Yeah, it's like there's there's counter left, counter right, halfback zones. Uh, You know, you run a Texas route every once in a while, a swing pass. Like, there's not as much to digest. You're not a quarterback. You're not a linebacker. Uh, You know, there's a few duties. So that was bad. He looked amazing this past uh, preseason game. So those are encouraging signs. Uh, Master Teague even got in the action a little bit towards the end. Mateo Durant had an awesome block on a Kenny Pickett. Uh, run I think it was at the end of the uh, relatively uh, as the game progressed I think it was the last drive I should say mm-hmm. uh, so yeah am I ready to proclaim their running backup running back situation fixed heck no man that it's one preseason game same thing I said about uh, Devin Bush I'm not ready to to collapse his roof but was it encouraging big time
0: yeah I mean I I totally agree Um, you know, hopefully that, like I said, I'm just at a loss for words because I can't even pinpoint because, you know, what if Mateo Durant goes the rest of the preseason has great and Anthony McFarlane doesn't do, you just don't really know. Um, you know, we still have time to figure that out, but I think that that is, that's just as important as the offensive line is, uh, having a quality, uh, running back number two. So I hope that, you know, they're able to figure it out, which they're the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sure they will. So, uh, our, my favorite part of the show is, um, you know, when when we ask the fan questions. So, Sammy, why don't you uh, throw the first one up there? And this is from DC Kicker Three. I guess I'm going to ask you, and maybe you can ask me one. What are the chances we see our full offense and full defense on the field for at least a few series in the preseason?
1: Well, thank you, DC Kicker Three. I wonder if. Uh, he or she is a Jeff Reed fan, that number three. That's our boy, yeah. formerly uh, of a Super Bowl champ, my guy, Jeff Reed, uh, over there. Chances are are good. And if it were to happen, it's this game coming up in Jacksonville on Saturday. The starters get more run in the second preseason game because it's the, it's the audition at this point. The dress rehearsal, I should say. It's the real dress rehearsal because yeah. you want that week – the third game, which you only played three three preseason games now, you want that week to be kind of a rest week. They're probably not even going to play at all in that third yeah. preseason game. So th- this is the week where the starters are going to have that dress rehearsal. I think Trubisky could play the whole half. Uh, I think you'll see Deontay Johnson out there. Najee might get some work, even though I'm against it. I don't want to see him get one carry in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, I have already seen guys, you know, banged up. Obviously, Anthony Miller uh, got hurt in yeah, practice. Carl cool. Joseph got hurt in the game. It really is a shame. But this game against Jacksonville will be the dress rehearsal. So I think you will see a lot of starters playing significant time.
0: Yeah. All right, Sammy. How about uh, another question here? This is from stupid (laughs) Zach 101 Love that name, Zach. It's a good question. I don't think it's stupid, though. It
1: can't be that stupid. It's a good question. It is. It is a very good question. I'll give it to
0: you. I'm. I'll give it to you. All right. What's the week? We just
1: talked a lot. So what's the weakest position on defense and offense coming in 22 season?
0: Well, I'm going to say the offensive line, the question is still out there. Um, but I have faith in that. I think that, like I said, I'm still at a loss for words. I'm like trying to gather up thoughts. I, I you know, I'm just scatterbrained right now is to the running back too. And it doesn't seem to be that important of an issue. And you're like, well, it's just the backup. I'm like, yeah, tell that to Najee Harris. And, he, you know, he yeah. says that he wants that <laughs> workload, but, man, I just don't want to see something uh, happen to him because he's just a valuable asset to this uh, team. Um, and th- and this is this is kind of a different take on the defense is that and I think this is something that I always kind of looked at as a football fan is that defensive backs play. Um let's take Trey Norwood, who was what a seventh round pick last year. And uh, he really stood out. And then you guys, you know, you have guys like Cam Sutton and, you know, everyone that's been there for a while, Joe Hayden, wish he would come back. Um, But what, what I'm getting at is the cornerback is such a important position because there's cornerbacks that I, you know, we, we used to call in, in high school. I know you, you remember this toast and, and, you know, that, that sort of thing. Cause they got burnt downfield. So I just really hope, that uh, this group of cornerbacks that we have can really continue to, uh, you know, progress and play because I I think the defensive line is great. Um, but, you know, it's always a question as to, you know, is is are these players going to, you know, live up to everything? And it, and it goes the same for any high draft picks, but I just pick, you know, the Steelers cornerbacks. I really hope that they can play up this year because that is a, an important position that I think a lot of people forget on defense. Fire up the next one. What do we say? Sammy? Warriors Armando. Most interesting player to draft on the Steelers for fantasy other than Najee. I mean, me personally, I would say George Pickens. He is him.
1: (laughs) I'll tell you what. You also came to the right guy here. Uh, It's quite embarrassing, maybe, is the word. I don't know. I think it's it's, – productive and constructive but i have i think already six fantasy football teams uh so i like to, wow. to peg myself as a fantasy football expert i think i won three of them last year which means i'm not gonna win any of them this year because that's just how it goes with luck of the draw uh pickens is a good call i mean maybe a little bit of a, a sleeper but i would say it's still got to be deontay johnson it's caught over 100 passes i want to say the last two years uh, even though he obviously hasn't had a ton of report with Mitch Trubisky so far. Uh, he's, you know, incredibly talented. He's a PPR monster if you're playing a points-per-reception league. He's going to catch 100 balls. His touchdowns might not be as high as George Pickens because Pickens has a little bit of that more red zone ability. But, dude, Deont- Deontay is is scrappy, just not on the field, but on your fantasy team as well. Yeah. So take him, and to prosper.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, any, any final thoughts uh, going into the uh, Duvall? No
1: thoughts going into Duval. I, I want to see uh, the defense uh, specifically the linebackers, Devin Bush, uh, Miles Jack, Rob, even some roberts Spillane play better. This is an opportunity for this defense to show out. This Jaguars team won, I think two games last year, two yeah. or three, uh, but they did allow the Steelers to get in the playoffs with that last win against the Colts. Yes. So. If the Jags kind of take it down the field and uh, you know run it down their throats, and Trevor Lawrence is dominating, that that's not a good sign. Uh, these linebackers certainly are going to be an, under a microscope. And I also got to say, uh, what a great job the Sick Podcast is doing, helping us out. Follow us on Twitter at Sick Pod Steelers. I'll say it one more time at Sick Pod Steelers. You can see it on the bottom line here. Follow us on Instagram as well at the Sick Podcast Steelers. I want to shout out some of our Pittsburgh local ties here, yinzershop.com, some of the best Pittsburgh products you'll find around, T-shirts, mugs. My favorite are the ones that say it's still Heinz Field to me because it is. I'm probably going to mess up all season and still call it Heinz Field. So check that out. We're proud of all of these great things going on and, and happy to have more endeavors moving forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. And let's just end it like this. Stay crazy and here we go, Steelers. We'll see you next time on Steelers Crazy. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy
1: on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.